Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to or welcome back to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. But that's the last time I'm ever going to say that introduction on this podcast. If you haven't been listening to the last few shows, you don't know, but July 1st, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do becomes known as Making Waves at Sea Level. You can go back one episode. I did a whole show where it was just me talking about what led me to make these changes, but they have to do with some changes that are going on in my career. But also, after six years and almost 600 episodes, I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of amazing people. But a lot of who I've been talking to, if you've noticed some of the shows, I've been trying to talk to larger uh, company CEOs and things like that. It's got me excited. And I think that you can only do something for so long. And then there comes a time where you've got to make some waves. you got to shake it up. And so that's what we're going to do moving forward. But this show, still officially called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, I have an awesome entrepreneur. And if you want to talk about shaking things up and making waves, think about this for a minute. The world of cryptocurrency and blockchain. Now, we've talked about that on this show before, but let's face it. Most of us have no idea what that even really means. And so I have with me today Ian Kane from Turnio. He is the founder and the COO. They started, he and his co-founder started the company two and a half years ago, and they're in that cryptocurrency space and they make blockchain and cryptocurrency. They make it like they make it make sense for real world applications. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to grow a company. Hey, Ian, welcome to cool things entrepreneurs do. Um, Thank you for having me on. I'm honored and excited to talk about crypto today. And on the historic last show of Cool Things Entrepreneurs <laughs> Do. You didn't even know that. That's like a surprise. That's just, that sprinkles on the Sunday, man. That's exactly right. So uh, let's talk cryptocurrency. Tell us about your company. Uh, yep. So I am the CEO and co-founder of Turnio. And really, you know, what we're focused on at Turnio is giving uh, blockchain and more or less cryptocurrency and other digital assets real world application. There's this kind of idea out there that, that Bitcoin or, or other cryptocurrencies are just really speculative magic internet money and they don't have any real world application. And so we decided that, you know, while crypto is really cool as an asset class, blockchain is really the fundamental protocol that makes it really cool and really interesting. It actually makes people's lives better, faster, more efficient. But the problem is 
just like the internet was 25, 30 years ago, it's scary to get started. And so we realized that we need to take kind of the traditional legacy financial system, right? That's kind of Visa, MasterCard, ACH, Swift, things that people already understand and merge it with the blockchain protocol, as I said, just to give people the ability to move money better, faster, and more efficiently um, than they do today. So that's what we've been focused on here at Turnio. So I know a little bit about this, but I'm not sure that everybody listening does. What What is blockchain? Uh, so blockchain, uh, you know, I like to use the analogy of like a Google Sheet, right? Everybody knows what a Google Sheet is. I can edit a doc, you can edit a doc, and then it's available anywhere on any computer or any mobile device. Um, and it's really just kind of a, a ledger, right? A ledger uh, or record. That's really what blockchain is. It's really just a decentralized database where there are copies of transactions that reside on multiple computers all across the world. And then what is cryptocurrency? So cryptocurrency is really any store value that resides on top of a blockchain. Now, um, interestingly enough, most people are familiar with Bitcoin, right? It's been around for over 10 years. Uh, it gets all the headlines. But what most people don't know is that the most traded cryptocurrency is actually something called Tether. And Tether is actually a US dollar pegged coin. So cryptocurrency doesn't have to be this speculative investment where you know it shoots up or down 40, 50% of the time. You can actually take a one-to-one -one pegged uh, asset like the dollar and put it on top of a blockchain to give it all the benefits of security, um, you know, digital movement, ease, ease of cost of moving around those funds without that volatility. So like I said, blockchain has many, many possibilities. So how did you even get into this? I mean, like, did you like as a little kid say someday there's going to be an internet and then money's going to get traded in this totally like spooky way that nobody understands and I'm going to lead people through it? I think it was, yeah, it wasn't a JP Morgan that had that quote where he was like, someday there'll be Bitcoin out there. <laughs> yeah, no, that go I think that was Andrew Carnegie, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it's funny. I, you know, I um, actually spent 10 plus years in uh, the digital advertising space. Um, and I was always really interested kind of just in technology and, and advertising. And really, you know, at that time, you know, ad tech was a very kind of um, interesting, exciting place to be in. And so having exposure in just the, the advertising technical side of the space, I was looking at, you know, different technologies that were coming out in blockchain was really um, kind of grabbing a lot of headlines. And I was always thinking, like, how could we use blockchain um, particularly in the advertising space, right? Because um, it gives supply chains transparency, there's security, there's data immutability, there are all these different use cases. And so, uh, you know, unlike a lot of people who kind of get into the crypto space because they see all the money you can make with Bitcoin, I kind of went from the other angle where it was, hey, blockchain's a really cool protocol. Like, how can this actually make uh, people's lives better or easier? Or how can it save money in the advertising space? Um, it was only after kind of going down the rabbit hole and seeing all these different applications that I didn't really kind of understand the um, financial aspect and how that could benefit people. So one of the things we talked about sort of in, in, in the pre-interview is to, when you when you guys started the company, you kind of moved away from the New York area to save money and, and get everything going out of the, the Jersey, New York area, which to me, that's the financial center of the world. Where'd you move and, and why'd you pick there? Oh, you know, it's so funny. You're absolutely right. I, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Queens. I grew up in the New York, New Jersey area. You know, listen, New York City, there's no place like it on earth, right? I, that was I, the center I love place. it. I mean, I, if I have one regret in life, it's that I never lived in New York City. And I was just, I was the best pizza in the world too. Um, <laughs> but I will say this is that, you know, when you, I was working in Manhattan for many years, right? And I was doing that grind, the commute in and out. And then we started turning out and I realized I was spending a lot of time sitting in a 700 square foot apartment, just my wife and I. And I'm not leaving. And so meanwhile, you know, things are expensive, right? Just because I stopped working, stopped having a paying job doesn't mean that, you know, 
uh, things became cheaper. Taxis weren't free because you were an entrepreneur. It's 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 wild, man. You know, it's still you know real estate taxes, Uber, you know, restaurant, everything, and and you know we really dialed down our our um, you know our, our expenses too at the time, and it was just it was very tough. And so I realized that you know what we were doing at Turnier was so exciting, but we were at that really kind of critical stage where we weren't making money yet, but like. You know that thing where it's like we're making you're making progress. It's like two steps forward, one step back, but you're still moving in the right direction. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, I don't want to give up too soon because if I do, I will regret it forever. And so, made the really tough decision to um, to leave you know friends and family in the area and um, and relocate down to um, Charlotte, North Carolina. And Charlotte was the choice um, simply because we had. Uh, I personally had gone down here um, on vacation as a kid at times, um, but my co-founder was actually trying to get me to move down to Atlanta. Um, and Atlanta, if you've ever been there, great area, huge infrastructure issues, right? It's just kind of urban sprawl. And so Charlotte was a nice kind of middle middle ground where I could be down in Atlanta if I needed to with my co-founder or go back up to New Jersey um, while still having a good cost of living and, and all that nice stuff. And um, you know, so far, so good. Well, and I mean, from what I know, Charlotte is also kind of a banking center, right? So, I mean, you've got that going with what, all the stuff that you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You got, you got, um, you got Bank of America, you got Wells Fargo, you have the new Truist, which is a SunTrust and I think it's like BBVA that, that combined. And so, yeah, it's, you know, while New York City is kind of the, the financial capital of the world, Charlotte is very much the banking capital. So let's talk about banking. Let's talk about block card. That's one of the things on your website that, that sounds pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anybody who's uh, interested or holds cryptocurrency should go to a getblockcard.com and check it out. Um, again, this goes back to the mission statement of what we were trying to build at Turnia was really just products that give cryptocurrency real world application. And so while many people were just kind of speculating on the value of Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or some other digital asset, most people are saying like, yeah, but, you know, let's say I've made, you know, two to three times my money. Like, how do I spend it? What do I do? Um, and we thought, you know, it would be really cool if we could just get a Visa card and allow people to put their digital assets uh, into a Visa card and spend them. And so that's what we ended up doing. Um, and so Block Card enables anybody in the United States to sign up. Um, we instantly issue them a virtual card. We mail them a physical card. They can deposit uh, one of 13 different cryptocurrencies onto the card. They can sync it with their Apple Watch. They can buy gas, groceries, Netflix, you know, vacations, plane tickets, whatever you want, um, using the value of your cryptocurrency. Um, and so that's just one application of kind of the, the products that we're building here. And, and that's what really interested me in talking to you is I didn't realize until I poked around your website, I didn't really realize that you could do that with cryptocurrency. I thought you had to like trade only with people who accepted Bitcoin. Well, and see, that's it. That's that's kind of the, the common misconception is that, you know, Bitcoin is is more for than just hiring hitmen on the Internet. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of where things started many, many years ago. Not that anyone should hire a hitman on the Internet. We, we're not condoning that. Of course not. Of course not. Neither am I. But, you know, it's kind of that's that's, you know, unfortunately, that's what, what uh, media, they grab onto the headlines, right? The sensationalism and, and things like that. And so um, I will say if you are looking to commit a crime, uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency is actually one of the worst tools you could use because <laughs> it's much more traceable than than just dealing in paper money. But again, that's kind of, again, another another myth that's floating around out there. Anyway, um, I digress. So uh, so was this company then your first entrepreneurial venture? You had, you'd worked in advertising or in, in digital advertising. Was this your first time of saying, I'm the founder? I would say it's my first time of doing it and having a, a level of um, kind of uh, respect with it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've definitely started uh, many, many smaller companies um, that, that didn't do well and just kind of me as a, as a personal venture. 
Um, I was fortunate enough when I started my advertising career, I was the first employee at a small startup that ended up growing to a very successful organization of $50 million a year. So I was, um, I was the beneficiary of just kind of getting that knowledge and seeing, you know, what do you do to grow a company um, appropriately? And, you know, what are the mistakes that you want to avoid? So it was um, really formative just in terms of helping me kind of understand what we need to do here at Turnio. So now that you've been doing this for two and a half years, what do you love about the life of entrepreneurship? Uh, actually, you know, it sounds cliche, um, but I love being my own boss and I love, you know, doing something that I love every day. Um, I will say, you know, when I was commuting in and out of Manhattan every day, um, it's a, it can be a bit soul sucking, you know, an hour commute each way and, and doing something where you maybe don't love it every day. Um, but I, I will say this, like I wake up every day and I do get burnt out sometimes, but every day is something new. And this space, the kind of fintech space and, and kind of the subset of being at blockchain and crypto it moves so quick that like every day is something new. It's never boring. Um, and I love that because I, I truly believe that we have something really special here that we're building, right? And kind of like what the internet was at the early days in the early 90s, like when they were building like Netscape Navigator, right? It's kind of like you're on the forefront and, and there's just so many possibilities out there. And so um, it's very exciting to be, to be part of something like that. So is there anything you don't like about it? Are there any days you think, oh my God, we could have stayed in New York and had a paycheck? Uh, you know, I will say this, um, many, many, many times, probably in the past two years, I've thought that, um, in the last, I would say, you know, nine months or so we've been really fortunate. So I don't, I don't have those days anymore. My, my biggest complaint, uh, I would say right now is, is the burnout. Uh, you know, I have that tendency to kind of work a little bit too much, sit in front of the computer a little too long, where I just kind of find myself just like in these, um, it's kind of loops of just like working and not getting stuff done and like mentally I'm just fried. And that's kind of when I need to realize that and, and uh, maybe you know, shut the computer down, go for a hike, go mountain bike, get outdoors and recharge. And I find myself when, when I can do that, I, I come back, but that's kind of the, you know, you bring so much passion to your, your company, right? Cause it's kind of like, it's, it's your child and you just, you put this energy into it and, and you don't realize the times that like, Oh, I've been sitting in front of the computer for like 14 hours today. Like I need to do something else. <laughs> So Ian, you're one of those guys who who likes to do the work, getting the startup going 14 hours a day, easy without looking up, but life steps in. What's happening in the next two weeks? Um, probably less than a week, having my, my first child. Very, very exciting. A little girl on the way. Um, and so I've been, I've been planning accordingly, trying to offload uh, work where I need to, to other people so that the train keeps moving down the tracks, right? Because while, while Ian's life may stop, the, you know, the life of Turnio will... We'll continue to go on and so we've uh, we've been hiring some new people um, we actually just came off a successful fundraise and so we're, we're trying to grow turnio and and you know life is changing both uh, professionally and privately well i wanted to bring that up and say congratulations i uh, i have two daughters they are 18 and 23 and it's a it's a wonderful ride so but uh, it is hard to do with little ones i mean i i didn't start my entrepreneurial working for myself journey until my kids were kind of what I call middle kids, right? They were like eight and 12 or something. Uh, and so they were a little more self-sufficient. So have you given thought to what the entrepreneurial life is like with a two o'clock feeding? You know, I, I, I'm probably going to get my daughter coding pretty early on. So I can just bring her ride into Turnio and, you know, there's no free rides here. So, you know, we need to keep pushing out some code and building products. Um, now I, you know, honestly, it, it's, um, I would say the best advice that I've had is that, you know, just nobody's ever ready to have a kid. Uh, at least this is what I've been told. And that you just kind of get into it and you learn and you adapt and you create a schedule. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, uh, ready for the next challenge. <laughs> 
So what advice do you have for somebody who's listening to this going, I, I want to get out of the grind. I want to go start my own business. I, I, I want to go do that. What advice do you have? Do it. Definitely do it or try it. Um, I will say there's, it's like having a kid, right? There's no perfect time to leave your job and, and, and go and start something new. But I think that the one thing that determines success with anybody is just the level of persistence, right? Everybody has, has a different situation, right? Sometimes, you know, people have family, sometimes people have, you know, whatever, you know, life happens, right? Make sure that you have a nest egg saved. You know, that was the one thing that, that I did, which really helped me a lot. You know, unfortunately, I kind of, I went through that nest egg, even though I planned accordingly <laughs> and, and I sold my house uh, <laughs> to keep Terneo going. And it was a big, big risk. And it was really uncertain at the time, um, but it ended up being, being the right move. And like I said, the, the one thing that I was saying, you know, I'm definitely not the smartest guy. I'm the, you know, I'm definitely not the, you know, the, the brightest, but what I will say is that I work really hard. And I think to be a good founder is you need to bring passion to whatever you do, be super persistent. And as long as you're seeing some level of success and progress, right? And, and progress is often two steps forward, one step back. But as long as you keep moving forward, you're going to be in a good spot. And eventually you're going to, you're going to be able to kind of grow that. Um, and really, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's, it's, you need to be good at two things. You need to be good at, at, um, at raising capital or making money somehow and, and hiring good people. And as long as you can do those two things, you can be successful. And sometimes it's really just going from being that, that personal business owner to hiring one person that's going to help you out. And that brings that same passion and that same hustle every day. And um, the one thing that's really cool at, at Turnio is that everybody who works for us has some kind of entrepreneurial endeavor that they've done before. They either work for themselves as a coder, they, they, they've got a side hustle and a project, they've started their own companies, which maybe worked out or didn't work out. And so everybody's kind of marching towards this cohesive goal with the same entrepreneurial mindset that it's like, you know, this is what we need to do to be successful. And so anyway, gave you a very long winded answer to a brief question, but I would say that persistence is the one thing that as long as you bring that passion and that persistence, um, you can be successful. Well, that wasn't a long question. It was actually the perfect segue for the next question because now you guys have funding. You've done a bunch of hiring, even, even in the world of COVID you've added people and, and you know, all this, you've grown the company this year, but managing people is hard. Right. That's one of the things about being that that leader in business. It's more than being that solopreneur or, or really small company. 20 people soon becomes 50 and then 100. What is it like now to have to manage people in this role? Oh, it's 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 awesome. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's so, you know, luckily enough, it, when we started Turner, we um, we had an office in Atlanta. We were looking at office space here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And one of the things we realized, and this is going back oh, a year ago or a little bit more, is that you know we had we had you know people coming in that were going to code all day long, but they were driving an hour to and from the work, two sitting in two hours worth of traffic every day to just kind of clock in and be in an office, like just to why? Like we knew the guys were working, they didn't have to show up there to, to know that they're working, but they were they were putting in this time, and we realized like we're spending a lot of money on rent, and you know we're we're taking away time from a lot of people that they could be either working for us or spending time with their family or just take care of personal needs, whatever it is. And so we ended up closing down all of our offices about a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Well, fast forward to today, it ended up being a really great call because it kind of prepared us for the new world that we're in now. And, you know, much like, you know, blockchain is kind of decentralized, right? That's the ethos. Decentralize everything. Everything's digital. Um, you know, we're running Turnio in the same way. And so everybody who works for us, um, they work from home or from different new works if they you know choose to get out of the office. You know, this was pre-COVID. Huh. Um, and it's it's been great. And what we find is that, as long as everybody's excited about the mission, everybody's excited about what they're working on, 
Um, you know, we're very transparent from a leadership perspective and we just use tools like Zoom, Slack, uh, you know, phone, and it's, it works. So Ian, before I let you go, I've got more questions for you. But first, okay. I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly, they take the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Ian Kane. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Ian, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you guys are doing at the company these days? Dude, everything we do is cool. It really is. And it sounds so cliche to say it, but you know, just being in the crypto space, it, it moves, it moves so fast. Um, I will say one thing that I've been really uh, kind of a pet, pet project of mine is, um, so, uh, as I said, you know, we have, we have the, the visa card, right? Block card. You can, uh, you get a plastic card, you get a virtual card. Um, for the past few years, we've actually been working on a metal card. Um, and so while it may seem kind of like, you know, the coolest thing a fintech company is doing is putting out a metal card, <laughs> but if you knew the amount of time and, and energy put into it and like the, the things like, you know, the size of the EMV chip that goes on there and, and is it dual interface or is it not? And the fact that we can load with crypto, it's actually one of the things I'm, I'm most, most excited about. Um, but I will say I, I love the space and um, oftentimes it doesn't even feel like work. So as you look out into the world of business, let's call it the entrepreneur sphere, if you will. You look at other executives and business leaders and founders, CEOs, etc. Who do you look at and say, wow, she or he, they're doing the cool things. I mean, I would say, you know, two people I, I really uh, admire um, would be would be Musk, uh, Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos um, for, for kind of not 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 the the reasons that most people think, but like, you know, Jeff Bezos is really good. He has, he has this kind of like obsession with just, you know, customer service, right? Ensure that your customers are always happy. So if you have happy customers, they're your biggest advocates. And so we try to be really obsessive here at Turnio with, with just our customer support, right? Ensuring that we get back to people, ensuring that they have a positive experience. Most of the people that use our product like Blockcard are early adopters, um, and so with that, you know, working with a small startup, there's always kind of bugs or kinks or things that we need to work through. And so really kind of listening to that customer feedback, iterating on our product, making it better. It's so, so important. So our customers are, are really important to us. Um, and Elon Musk, I mean, I think that guy's an alien, uh, <laughs> reasonably sure. Um, but I mean, he just, you know, I, I read his autobiography and he's just like, the guy just works like crazy. I mean, he's got, you know, I think they said he has like photographic memory and stuff like that. So that obviously works for his benefit and he's doing a lot. But I mean, I think the guy is going to be probably one of the most influential people of our time, right? Just in terms of how he's moving the world forward. He's trying to have an impact and he just works really, really, really hard. 574 episodes. Your episode 574. Number one answer to that question, Elon Musk. <laughs> is that right? So, yep, absolutely. And for lots of different reasons. I've heard, I've heard lots of different reasons. Most people do agree that he's an alien or he's just nuts. Uh, the thing about him that gets me and I actually interviewed somebody on the show who was a friend of his, like he knows him. Uh, oh, wow. I said, yeah, I was like, really? Like, you know, like he's like best friends with his brother. And I, and so he knows him 
socially growing up, but then also through like business because he consults with them and stuff. And he said that, uh, you know, the thing is, is how many entrepreneurs have you interviewed, Tom? And I've interviewed hundreds where they don't just have one company, but they have four where they're like the person that everybody's going to for that industry you know, be it, be it Tesla, be it, uh, uh, SpaceX, be it the mining company or be it, there's, there's another one too. And it's like, he's like the leader. And it's like, I, I mean, you've just got Turnio in. I, I'm, I'm slacking. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little embarrassed now that you brought it up on this podcast, but you know, we'll, we'll push through. We'll, <laughs> we'll make do with it. But, uh, I was like, too, man, it, 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 it's almost in vogue, right? It's kind of like, you know, look at Jack Dorsey, right? It's like he's got Twitter, he's got square. Now he's doing square crypto, it's got all these things and it's, it's, it's really, really wild. But I think, I think it just goes to show that if you as an entrepreneur, if you can build something structurally at the foundation that has a good team in place, then you as the entrepreneur, it's, you know, you become kind of like the celebrity founder, right? But it's really the people that are um, doing the day-to-day stuff. They, that's really kind of the, the engine of the company. And so um, oftentimes a lot of people who are, are like in that position, they don't, they don't get the credit that they deserve. But I think it, it really speaks volumes to, the entrepreneur that started it, that was savvy enough to say, Hey, you know, this person is smarter than me in the marketing department, smarter than me in the engineering department. They need to take over because as a founder, like that's, I'm not doing my job. Well, if I'm not hiring people that are way smarter than I am. Absolutely. So unofficially, this is the last episode of cool things entrepreneurs do. And two days from now we become making waves at sea level. So when I say the show is called making waves, what do you think? How are how are you making waves? How are you and your company really splashing things up? You know, I think you know our, our overall goal is, as I said, you know, we're, we're building products, right? And so we have you know Block Card, which is our own direct to consumer brand. We haven't even talked about this, but really, you know, the majority of our business comes from actually white labeling it, um, basically giving other companies who have digital assets or followings in the space the ability to have their own Visa debit card. Um, we're in the process now of actually releasing FDIC insured checking accounts, um, so people can actually have a digital virtual bank move in and out of crypto at their leisure. But I think what's actually going to, you know, it's kind of like the one thing that we're doing that nobody else is doing is that we are, instead of building a walled garden, like many of the other fintechs out there, we're basically taking the, the mentality that a rising tide lifts all ships. So instead of saying, Hey, you as a customer, you need to come to us and you need to kind of work with us in this fixed box. We're basically going to other companies, basically enabling them to compete with block card directly but really building that platform. And I think that's the one thing is that you've never had a company out there that's really trying to uh, build a banking platform where it's basically trying to cannibalize itself in the process. Hmm. Um, and so long-term, will that strategy work out? I think it will. I think it's a smart one, um, but I, you know, time will tell. Any last words for the audience? Uh, if you want to learn more about Turnio and what we're doing, check out Turnio, T-E-R-N-I-O.io. Um, and if you hold cryptocurrency and you want a great way to spend it, check out getblockcard.com. That is awesome. Ian Kane, thank you so much for joining us here on this historic last episode of Cool um, Things Entrepreneurs Do. I mean, I wanted to make sure I had a true entrepreneur's entrepreneur for the last guest under that title. Tom, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored to be on the last part of the episode, and I just want to wish you a lot of luck in the next 600 episodes that you're going to do um, with, with C-Level. Yeah, well, the, the show goes on. I uh, There was advice to close one show and start another one. And I said, I just want to rebrand. I don't want it. To, I don't want it to die. I don't want it to end at 574 and start at 01. We just go to 575 with the next show. 
uh, with just a slightly, you know, we call it a little pivot, a little rebrand, uh, but it's it's uh, really going to be geared towards uh, uh, talking to people who are managing teams and growing things and making things happen. But that's what we've done all along. So it's uh, it's not really that big of a shakeup. I'm not making that many waves. I love it, man. Listen, congrats on all your success. Awesome. Really well, well, thank you again for being here. And thank you to everybody who tuned in. I say it every episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we have a show? Uh, so this is all about you. If you like the show, please uh, jump on to uh, Twitter at Cool Podcast or at Tom Singer and let me know what you think. You can find me on all the other social medias like Instagram or Facebook or wherever. It's always under Tom Singer. Uh, and uh, please also Tom at Tom Singer, T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R. Uh, if you want to send me an email or get in touch with me in any way. But in the meantime, go on out there, flex those entrepreneurial muscles, Make sure your career ladder is against the right wall because there's nothing worse than climbing the career ladder to find out you screwed up and it was in the wrong place. I know because I did that for a long time. Uh, Go out there and try some new things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.